Enduro Method is an online strength and conditioning program built for those who ride by those who ride. We are professional coaches dedicated to building the best and most revolutionary off and on the bike training for dirt bikers around. Enduro Method offers a monthly subscription, which gives you access to our ongoing current training program. By subscribing to Enduro Method, you receive our Iron Track, which is for those who have a gym or gym equipment, and our Gravity Track for those with minimal to no equipment. We design our training for riders who want to keep their general physical preparedness in top form year-round. We also offer more specific training plans that you can purchase anytime. We have built an eight-week hard enduro training plan designed to get you ready to race with structured off and on-the-bike workouts, all in a comprehensive eight-week plan. If you are interested in joining the monthly Enduro Method training subscription, we are offering a special discount for our podcast listeners. Use discount code EMPODCAST23 in all caps for 50% off your first month of training. See the show notes where you can find discount codes and a link for more information and to sign up for Enduro Method. And now, on to the show. All right, and we're live, joined today by Jim Flynn, uh, race director for Grinding Stone, and Matt Musgrove. Hello, thanks for coming on. Be here. All right, let's uh, start out, maybe just give a little intro backstory on yourselves and um, what kind of parts you're playing in Grinding Stone and the series in general, starting with Jim. Okay. Um, well, I, this, so this will be our third year putting grinding stone on and, uh, you know, we're, um, uh, we, we, we feel like we've had some success in the past years and put together a fun, you know, challenging course for racers and, and, you know, really try to, uh, make it a good spectator event as well. Um, and, and so we are trying to build upon what we've done the last two years and, uh, and just continually evolve the the event and, um, and make it uh, make it fun, you know, make it more challenging. And uh, you know, we have a unique terrain out here in Arizona. It's uh, it's different than just about any anything else. Well, it is different than anything else that you're going to find in the country. So uh, it um, I think people people are excited to come here, and it's um, it's been a lot of fun, um, you know, putting the event together. Awesome. Um, yeah, so uh, been working with Jim over the past several months on how to, you know, move forward with the event. We're excited to see some new restructuring and uh, improvements to, you know, it's a great event as it is. And, uh, but I think there could be room to improve. And we all believe that even uh, with the series, we, we got always got room to improve. But um, I love this event. It's one of my favorites. And I got to race it in the first year in 2021 and just had a blast it was uh a buddy and i jaffe he, he we just kind of partnered up and tag teamed the entire course and we didn't finish a lap because we ended up helping a bunch of people at first for up in that first bottleneck and then we ended up just tag teaming the rest of the course and we just had so much fun it was such a a fun experience to to be a part of this race and that's one of the things with this race is it's a in every hardened row really is if you have the right mindset going into it you, it could be a a really fun experience and um, not just a race you're out there to help each other get through and especially on the amateur side and I know a lot of people are racing but for people that are like hesitant about the race aspect it's just such a ball to get through these obstacles and and uh, to really challenge yourself and your buddies 
Yeah, it's it's definitely a unique place. I mean, Sam raced it in 21 and was blown away just with the terrain. So I'm curious, Jim, like when you were, I mean, you said you moved there in 72, was it? Yeah, I well, I grew up in Page, and uh, and then after high school, moved away. You know, went to college, and and uh, just never found my way back here. And then uh, I, I ended up buying some real estate up here about three years ago, and um, I've just spent more and more time up here. And um, I'm able, fortunately, able to work remote uh, with my job. And so, um, you know, it's it's just nice to uh, you know look out my my window of my house here, and I actually see the race course. So I mean. It's um it it's uh it's nice, but it's also you know something that's always on the port, you know, always on my mind. I'm always thinking about you know what can what can we do differently, what can we improve, you know, um, looking at at you know new lines and and new obstacles, and just trying to utilize you know what what we have here, and um, you know, so it's uh yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, when you started originally was it just you've been riding there so long and you just started to look at it and say this would be really cool to expose bring people in and let people know that you can ride down here and how different yeah, it is. It, we have a we have a unique uh situation here where um you know mo most hard enduros are are held on private property because the nature of a hard enduro you know it's not you're not really on just like a single track it's a designated trail i mean hard enduro is is uh kind of its its own thing and uh and so, you know, we have uh, a terrain that, um, you know, can accommodate a hard enduro, but we also have, you know, the city of Page is is just a great uh, partner in putting an event like this on. And they're they're very easy to work with, um, you know, compared to, you know, like a federal government agency or something along those lines. Uh, you know, I mean, they're just, uh, you know, we're, we're putting the event on in a designated um, off-road area anyway. And so it's just... Uh, it, you know, it's, 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 they make it easy. It's, it's just a really good venue. And so, you know, back in, um, I guess it was late 2020, you know, I was approached to, uh, to maybe put on a hard enduro here. And, um, and I, you know, and I knew it could be done because I had been putting on uh, hair scrambles here with my club for a few years. And, you know, I've, I've looked up in the cliffs and thought, wow, you know, we could do a hard enduro here. And, um, and so then I just, you know, started putting sections together and it just kind of evolved. And uh, then we, you know, we had race one uh, in 2021 and, um, or the first year, I should say. And, uh, you know, after that, we we had some complications with some de uh, developments over in that area. And so then we had to move the course for um, 2022. And, um, you know, so I had to develop an entirely new track and, uh, and, you know, do all of that work all over again. But I guess the good news is we actually now have, you know, two, uh, two separate, uh, areas and, and we, you know, it, it just opens a lot up for the future, you know? Um, and so I think at some point we'll probably move back over to the other side of the road or incorporate both sides of the road, you know? So it, uh, there's, it's, it's good. There's a, there's a lot of, uh, a lot to ride out there. Yeah, I mean, I think just the uniqueness of it makes it a very special event. I mean, it's, I had never ridden anything quite the same. Probably Moab was the closest, but the rock's different, the sand's different. Um, it's really cool. Yeah, it, Moab's probably the closest thing that you could uh, liken to this, but, uh, you know, they're pretty strict with their trails and, you know, staying on designated, you know, uh, tire marks and so forth. And it would be tough to to duplicate what we have here, you know, there, but uh but hey, um, we'll we'll take it. So.
Yeah, what, what Jim has is uh, pretty special. We know we put he's put in hundreds of hours into this, and we really appreciate all the passion and <clears throat> effort he's helped or he's put in to help make the sport grow in that area. It's truly a one of a kind race. There's nothing like it in the world. And um, you know, with America, we have a very big, diverse you know selection of races that we can go in all types of terrain and. Grinding stone is on one side of the spectrum when it comes to desert. We have King of the Motos and we have grinding stone, but grinding stones, the sandstone and um, the sand there and the lake right there. It's just such a unique place. And plus for spectators, it's just such a great, great event to bring spectators out to. And um, everything's so easy to see. I'm inviting my whole family down, trying to get them to come. And uh, it's just a really fun event. Plus town's five minutes right there inside town. So all your accommodations, anything you need is right there. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. So looking at format from, let's say, I think 21, right? It was the first year. Yes. Then yes. 22. And like you had mentioned, 21 was on the, I don't know what direction, but we'll just say the other side of the road. Yeah. And it was one big race, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like yeah, a four hour cab. Yeah, we, did, uh, we did four hours and like a 30 minute, four hour and 30 minute timeout on race one. And then I added an hour uh last year for 22 and um you know originally you know putting an event like this together i just um you know i, I know some of the sometimes you have challenges with scoring and you know that first year i just wanted to try to keep the format as simple as possible you know to for for scoring purposes and and just you know making sure that we started at the right times and and just you know had it go off without a hitch and you know i and i think we've you know we've learned a lot and um you know have uh, great faith in our, our scoring crew now. And, uh, well, I did, I did lie. I mean, these are great guys. They, they know what they're doing. They're dialed in. And, you know, I feel like, um, you know, I, I feel like we're ready to expand the format and, and, uh, and, and try to add to the event uh, by making it two days versus one day. So. Awesome. Let's talk about, um, if you could walk us through this year, what it looks like. Sure. So uh, race one is going to be on Saturday and uh, it's going to be a four hour uh, race with all classes. We're going to start uh, on rows by class. And uh, and so the idea with it is that, you know, a lot of the top pros, um, I mean, they're, they'll be challenged, but, uh, you know, they're you know, they don't necessarily want to be out there for the full four, four and a half hours. So what we're doing is we're limiting um, the race to four laps. So if you're a top pro and you're running, you know, 35, 40 minute lap times, you know, you're going to be done around the two hour mark or so and, and you're done. And, um, but uh, for, uh, you know, for the amateurs, I want to make sure that they get plenty of seat time, especially if, you know, they're only racing race one, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be out there for the full timeout, which is four hours and 30 minutes. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going to feel like, they got as much racing in as, uh, you know, as they did in, in the two previous years. And, uh, and so I'm trying to really the format changes to try to accommodate the, the amateurs and, and make it a, a fun and, a, and a, a good experience for them. You know, I don't, I don't want amateurs accidentally going on pro lines or pro splits. You know, I don't, um, you know, I want, I want to put obstacles out there that they are, uh, have a possibility of actually running and not getting hurt. You know, there is, uh, there's a lot of, I mean, the pro lines are high exposure. I mean, I think any, anybody will tell you that. And, uh, 
you know, just even having somebody accidentally run down a pro line, you know, we, we just, you know, we have safety in mind and, um, you know, we want to try to match the course with the folks that are racing it. And, and hence the, you know, with the three different races, the three different courses, the course gets progressively more difficult. And again, I, you know, I want to reiterate though, that race one is going to be as challenging as the amateur course was last year. I mean, they're going to, there's going to be every bit as much challenge there. So, you know, I want to dispel any, any notions that maybe somehow this is just a hair scramble or a prologue or something like that, because that's definitely not the case. Right. Still, still a hard enduro, but I mean, I feel like that's always the crux for you guys for race directors and stuff is trying to put together a race that's challenging for the amateurs, it's safe, right? Um, and then still challenging for the pros in the same sense, but this seems like a great compromise in that way that you can just build difficulty as people progress through. I, I think so. I think that um, as the difficulty builds, you know, I well, even race two for the top 100 riders, I mean, they they are going to be challenged, but with, without a doubt. I mean, I, I think that, and we're limiting that to basically just one lap um, or a two and a half hour cutoff. You know, I, I think there's going to be quite a few people in race two that don't complete that lap because of the added difficulty. Um, but again, you know, trying to match, you know, who, you know, the, the racer with the terrain and, 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 you know, I don't want to get folks, you know, uh, on obstacles that are way over their head and, and, and going to, you know, cause somebody to, uh, to be injured. And, uh, you know, I mean, hard enduro is, is difficult, but I mean, you, you know, again, I, just trying to trying to to evolve and um, you know trying trying to check all the boxes and I, I think that this does it um, like I said I'm, I'm hoping that uh, that the amateurs feel you know um, feel like you know we're, we're catering to them because because we are and I, I know that uh, just because they're not racing all three races I, I feel like you know most amateurs are going to uh, Feel like they got their money's worth and that it was you know it was worth uh, the drive and the expense to get here you know because i you know i did all the rounds last year uh with my son um you know i was on the road for four months uh chasing the series i, I understand uh travel expenses and, and time off work and you know i get all that and uh you know like i said we're, we're really trying to check all the boxes with this format and 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 create an event that that caters to everybody so everyone feels challenged you know whether you're a, a c amateur or a top level pro you know you're going to leave the event and say wow yeah that was that was tough you know okay are all the courses different or do they have parts that are similar uh, uh race uh, course one and course two are going to have a lot of similarities um it it um you know, course one is about 12 miles and uh you know course two might be a little bit further because we're adding to it so yeah there, there's definitely similarities um but just a lot more spice and um and then course three is completely different uh i mean it's it's basically every obstacle is a pro line on and it's uh it's a short course it's probably three miles or so and um it's uh it should be really fun, you know, and that's the other thing too. I mean, when, you know, in, in previous years as an amateur, you know, you're out there racing with the pros, which is really cool, but you don't get, you know, there's no spectating involved. And I, I think that when you look at the totality of the weekend as an amateur, 
you know, even if I race one, maybe make it to race two, um, you know, I get to go and watch race three and watch the, the heroes of the sport just, you know, do things that are superhuman. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's kind of cool too. And, um, you know, and even, even if you don't, you don't make it out of race one, again, not, not the end of the world. I mean, we're going to have, uh, you know, we have vendors and, and, um, we, we have, uh, we're going to have a stage and a band play again. And, you know, on, on Saturday afternoon, I mean, there's going to be entertainments, you know, we're, we're just trying to make it, you know, a hard enduro festival and, um, you know, uh, like I said, have something for everybody. So. Yeah, I know just like, I mean, one of the big draws of TKO, right? You go race and then you get to watch the best in the world basically perform, you know, right in front of you. And it's really cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I think, uh, you know, it, like I said, what, what these guys can do on dirt bikes, I think it's inspiring for, for the, uh, the amateur that's trying to improve and, uh, you know, um, you know, and the other thing with, with this being a spectator friendly venue, uh, you know, where we, uh, you know, we encourage folks to get out on the course, but not, not on the race course, but next to the race course and watch the action, you know, um, you know, we're going to have, uh, we're going to have some uh, UTV shuttle services for folks that show up to the event and, and don't have any off-road vehicle to get around the course. But, you know, if you have a, an extra dirt bike, if you, you know, if you've got a UTV, a quad, whatever, you, if you want to get out on the course, you're going to be able to, to access all parts of it and, you know, watch every, uh, every obstacle if that's your goal. And um, anyway, I think, uh, I've said this before, I, I think the, the future of the sport really lies with the spectators. Um, you know, I think there's a finite amount of racers that, um, you know, that are going to chase a hard enduro series. You know, I, I, but I think there's an unlimited amount of spectators. And I think when you, as a spectator and even a dirt bike rider that maybe doesn't race, when you see what these guys can do, you know, I, I think it's from a motorsports standpoint, it's as exciting as anything out there. And uh, I think um, spectator accessibility is important for the growth of the sport. And, uh, and you know, that's why we're putting together a, a dedicated spectator route so everyone can get around, whether you're a race team friends, family, you want to, you want to chase your racer around, you know, the course and watch him or her, you know, do what the various obstacles you can do that. And, um, and, you know, I, like I said, I think that's important. So, yeah, I think even from the first year to the second year, that was very noticeable in the accessibility of stuff. Um, yeah. and, you know, you guys provided a great map in 22 of, you know, the course, and it was really easy to follow. I was able to race in 21 and got hurt right before 22. So I ended up spectating and not participating. Um, but it was really cool to be as much as it sucks not being able to race, being on that side and, you know, following people around. Um, it was really, yeah, it was really fun to watch. Yeah. And, and, you know, w without, you know, the, the trees here, you know, with everything being open and exposed, I mean, you, even if you have a set of binoculars, you can, I mean, you can see a lot, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really neat. So. And, and Jim, uh, how many miles is course three? It's shorter, right? Yeah. So the race three is uh, around three miles. I haven't uh, clocked it exactly because I mean, honestly, um, uh, you know, I haven't ridden a lot of the pro obstacles because I, I, I choose life, but, uh, um, <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, I think it's about three miles. So, yeah. And that'll be a really, really exciting 
spectacle to have that finale be and that there'll be, you know, burning laps and there'll be lappers in the way and lines and it's going to yeah. change a lot in those two hours. And I, I would compare that to something and I've never been to these, but you watch them on Red Bull TV, but like the Getson Rodeo or Hispania, they, they uh, have a final and they're just burning laps in these tough sections. And some of the biggest obstacles are the lappers every race, but with 30, 30 riders on the course, it's going to really, you know, it's going to be limited, but also they're going to three miles. Isn't that long with 30 riders either. So it, it's going to be good. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the, the goal is I, you know, I, I think that the top 30 should be able to get through most of it, but yeah, I mean, undoubtedly, you know, the, the, the top riders are going to be dealing with lappers and um, you know, and that's part of, you know, that's, that's part of the racecraft and, and, yeah. uh, and, and dealing with, with that, you know, so, but um you know, they're not, I, I think everybody will be at a level where, you know, I don't think you're going to see a bunch of bottlenecks. You might have somebody that, that gets stuck, but they'll, they'll clear. And, you know, I mean, it's just like, if, if you've been to TKO, you know, it, it, it's the same type of thing. I mean, there's lappers in TKO in the final race, you know, and, and that's only the top 15. And so, um, you know, it's just, it's kind of the nature of it, but, uh, but yeah, race three should be exciting. And I, I think the spectators are going to get a treat. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. What about um, camping and um, kind of showing up and all that stuff? Yeah. So same as last year, there's no charge for camping. Um, if you need full hookups, there is a uh, uh, full hookup RV park that is, you know, a half a mile away. I mean, you literally could ride your bike, your, your dirt bike or what have you, right from the RV park to the, uh, uh, the start of the race, the, the uh, pit area. Um, you know, and there's hotels of plenty, there's Airbnbs. I mean, you know, we have plenty of accommodations in the town. Um, there, uh, you know, we, I plan to have food vendors out at the event, but again, short drive into page and you have, you know, multiple restaurants of, you know, any, any sort of cuisine that you want. And, um, you know, it, it, page is kind of a, a resort town. I mean, that it, it exists you know, strictly for tourism purposes now. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's got a lot of accommodations that some of the more remote races don't have, so. And is the uh, camping location in the same spot as last year? Yeah, it'll be in the, it'll be in the same spot, you know, that it literally in the same spot, um, you know, as you go through the gate, you know, there'll be signs that say, you know, dry camping or what have you, but, uh, um, you know, it, yeah, it's very similar to last year if you were here, so. Nice. And there's a, there's a track walk on Friday. Yeah. So Friday afternoon, um, you know, a track walk, you can, it, we're, we're not racers. We don't want dirt bikes out, you know, on, on the course or even on the spectator course, just because, you know, it's, uh, we just don't want to have to deal with any of that. Um, but I mean, if, if you have a, a four wheel drive or UTV, or, you know, if you want to walk or whatever, I mean, you're, you're welcome to get all around. Um, I'm trying to put together a UTV rental, uh, get a company out that will actually rent UTVs, aside from the shuttle service that we're going to be uh, um, having from uh, Upland Adventures. I'd also want to try to, if someone wants to rent a UTV, uh, you know, like a, as a race team or whatever, they can do that. So, and get around out there. But uh, there, you know, there's there's highway accessibility to the far ends of the course as well, if you want to take the highway around and then park and, and hike in or whatever, you can do that as well, so. 
on the track walker, all three courses marked where you could look at all three, or is it going to be? They are. Yeah, they're they're um, basically the the course markings for race one and two are going to be very similar. And then obviously at the end of race one, we're going to go out and make some changes to add sections or obstacles for race two. Um, but as far as just the north, you know, the regular course markings, uh, and we'll explain all that in the riders' meeting as far as what color is what. But uh, um, yeah, race three will be uh, marked an entirely different color, and um, you know, um, I, I don't think there'll be any confusion about you know which way to go. So, and we should have a ton of spec uh, uh, volunteers out on the course as well this year again. So, uh, Jim, you have a couple clinics going on, right? We do. Um, so Ryan Wells with uh, AZ Dirt Bike Training uh, will be out uh, doing a clinic. And then Max Gersten, uh, part of the series, our media guy, is going to be doing a clinic on Friday as well. So, um, you know, plenty of options to get out early and ride. And uh, speaking of which, uh, you know, you can ride. There's, you know, we're only utilizing about half of the OHV off-road area in the city. And so uh, much like last year, if you want to go across the highway and go ride where the race course was in 2021 and, and just kind of get, you know, acclimated with the sandstone in the sand, you're welcome to do that. And I mean, you can do that at any time leading up to the race. Um, you know, a week, be we're going to start marking the course a week before. And so once course markings are, you know, out. You know, we don't want anybody, uh, any racers out there, you know, uh, riding in, in the race area. But uh, like I said, the other side of the highway is fair game. And I would encourage <clears throat> if you don't ride this stuff often or maybe you only ride it once a year, I would encourage that you come out a few days ahead of time and, uh, you know, and, and get some uh, practice. In. And, you know, if, if there's still spots available <clears throat> for Max and, and Ryan's uh, two different classes, I'd highly recommend these guys. You know they're they're professionals you know they they know they know what they're doing and um you know they'll they'll advise i mean i think you'll get a lot out of riding with them if if you sign up for one of their classes so. and then uh i have another question jim what do you yeah. recommend for people coming out uh like families they come out a couple days early what kind of activities are there in the surrounding area uh that they can oh, visit to hike yeah, I mean, in someone you, you can reach out to me directly if if you if you need some some specific recommendations. But yeah, there's hikes, uh, there's Horseshoe Bend, and Antelope Canyon are probably the two biggest uh, attractions here in the area. And I would recommend doing both of those. I mean, Horseshoe Bend is cheap. I think the city charges five bucks a person to go out and park and and go see it. Uh, Antelope Canyon, uh, Ken's Tours um, does a great job and. You know, uh, that's a little bit more expensive, but it's it's worth it. I mean, this is when you think of slot canyons, this is the quintessential slot canyon. And um, it's, you know, the pictures that you see of slot canyons, it's usually antelope. So um, I would definitely do those two things. Um, you know, if, if you need some other recommendations, I can certainly make them. I mean, there's hundreds of hikes out here. Um, you know, there's UTV tours, there's, um, you know, there's boat tours, you can rent uh, jet skis, um, you know, I mean, it just on and on and on. And, um, you know, I mean, there's people that come in vacation here for a week or two at a time, just to, to go and see everything in the area here. I mean, it's just, this is a, a world-class destination. So.
Awesome. Um, and I just, we did have one, I think one question that we, you kind of hit on, but you can ride there year round, right? It's always the open area. Yeah, this is an, this is an open riding area. I mean, you can go ride the race course area right now today. Um, if you want, I mean, there's no, this is not private property. It's a, a designated off-road use area. And, um, you know, if you want to come out and, and try your luck at Stairway to Heaven because you think you're going to make race three, knock yourself out. You know, it's just that a week before the race, um, you know, riding in the in the race course area is going to be off limits, you know, as we're marking um, is the only thing. But uh, no, you can you can definitely come out and ride. And while I'm thinking about it, I wanted to also mention in race one because there's been um some questions on on how how the scoring on that's going to work and my intention on race one is to um is to sort of uh score that on corrected time so you know if you're starting you know five rows back you know you're you're gonna i mean although you're gonna be contending with traffic in front of you more more than likely um you know you'll still be on corrected time so right that makes sense and then going forward from there it's just um basically how far you get and where you finish in each race it's not like each race is scored individually correct correct yeah and there'll be uh on races one and two there'll be uh checkpoints that that you'll clear you know and um you know so if if you make it a lap and a half you know or, or a lap and two checkpoints i mean you're going to be scored to that second checkpoint from previous years are there uh like a certain number of parts that would be handy to have on your bike during the race from uh, that stuff that's get, gets broken, whether there's brake pedals, clutch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that um, I think the important thing is um, the, the first thing that comes to mind is bar ends. Um, I think uh, either you run a hard bar end or you run I'm not a fan of wraparounds myself, but I, you know, look, I, I, wraparounds would be a great thing to run out here if if you like to run them. Um, but uh, the the thing is, if you if you dump your bike in the sand, this this sand is super fine, and um, you know, if it goes up into your throttle tube, you know, and I've seen it, uh, you, you know, I've done it. You, you get sand in your throttle tube, it's a real downer, uh, and so I would. Uh, I would work on that first and foremost. Obviously, uh, skid plate guards, you know, rotor guards, um, you know, just the the typical things that I would run tugger straps front and rear. Um, you know, uh, I would as far as carrying pipes uh, or carrying parts, um, I'd have certain things in the pits. You know, pipes, potentially radiators if if you have spares. Uh, not a bad thing to bring. I mean, I, you know, there was some DNFs last year from radiators. Um, if you, I would run radiator guards, uh, speaking of, uh, of that, um, like I said, any of the, the obvious guards that you run in hard enduro, you definitely want out here. You know? so. Right. From, um, are you able to have people say you're out on the course, something breaks, are you able to have stuff brought to you and then you can work on your bike kind of thing? Yeah, you could, uh, you know, there's no outside assistance, but if someone sets a part down by your bike uh, and you want to change it, I, you know, I, I've got no problem with that, you know. Yeah, it's a series uh, allows you to, to hand over tools or parts or yeah. even fuel, water. Uh, yeah. You just can't have any outside assistance, uh, anybody else. Outside of the pits, right. 
right. And so riders can help riders, but no spectators right. essentially or but and, yeah, and, if, you, if you have somebody that's that brings you a pipe because you smashed your pipe in, you know, they, they can run that out to you. You know, that's that's no problem. Right. And then at pits, you can have food and um, spare parts, tools, whatever. Yeah, whatever you need, uh, full assistance in the pits, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, think anything else you want to throw out there, Matt, too? I just like to thank Jim and his whole crew. I, I know he has a lot of people that help him before leading up to the race and uh, at the race itself. The, the Rockstars Motorcycle Club is a great group of people. And Jim's been very passionate about this uh, event in the sport. He's helped, you know, push me, you know, in a lot of different ways. And so I, I appreciate him and I look forward to this race. And um, if anybody has any doubts about, the updated format or about the uh, technicality of the terrain, anything like that, do not hesitate to send us a DM, US Hard and Duro a DM, send the Grinding Stone um, AZ Instagram a DM or a message, send us an email, just reach out if you have questions on um, anything about the race in particular, bike setup, and um, you know how to go about things. We wanna help you know, make this process easy. You know, we're growing as a series. We, we're trying to establish a foundation to, to expand and scale this thing. And so uh, we need input from people that are brand new to this. And so we want to make sure that people feel welcome and then we point them in the right direction when they have questions. So the new uh, new format is going to be excellent. I mean, I'm really excited about it. the knockout format is proven and it's kind of eliminating some of the issues we've experienced in the past and will allow for a very fun spectator friendly final so yeah that's all i kind of have to say yeah i think and too like for those maybe that haven't been out there and raced yet um everything looks smaller on video and so when we're just saying like some of this stuff's really sketchy and exposed and potentially dangerous like you don't really know until you're in person and then you're like oh that's completely different so i'm personally really excited about it because i do i think it you're able to showcase and let the amateurs have something that challenges them but doesn't put them in positions to potentially get hurt and then also as the races progress let the pros you know do what they do and everybody can watch so it's really cool that, that's that's the whole goal you know we're, we're just we're trying to evolve and, and grow and and continually improve you know i'm not going to just sit back and rest on you know our our success of last year you know i mean i want to i want to grow the events, you know, I want to, you know, there, there was some, uh, some hesitation, I think in, in past years from amateurs just saying, wow, yeah, no, I don't, I'm not interested in that, you know, because you see all these videos of, you know, on YouTube of, you know, bike carnage and, and all of this and, and yeah, you know what, I mean, you know, hard enduro, no matter where you race, you know, there's bike carnage, but, you know, I, I just, I want to put together, uh, an event that, uh, you know, that, amateurs you know won't hesitate to sign up for it and you know if they make a long drive and go to an expense they're they're going to feel like you know they're going to come away you know glad that they did it and and that that's what we're trying to do here you know i don't definitely don't want to scare anybody away i mean we you know it is going to be a hard enduro but i'm, I'm trying to take away and and remove a lot of the death defying um 
areas of, uh, you know, of the course that, uh, you know, may, may scare amateurs. And, um, but, but like I said, it, it's, it's a balance. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's really tough as a, as a promoter to try to check all the boxes and, you know, have, have, you know, the amateurs have every bit of, of a good experience as the top pros and everybody in between. And, uh, you know, it's just, um, I think we're accomplishing that with this format, you know, I mean, time will tell, but, uh, you know, I've seen, I mean, this is a proven format, as Matt said, I mean, there's other, uh, there's other races around the country that do the knockout format and it, it, it works. And, uh, I, I think, uh, hopefully people will come away and, and, you know, be really glad that they, uh, that they participated. So. Yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah. Really looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, maybe one last time, just where can people reach out with questions, get a hold of you, all that stuff. Okay. So we're on uh, Instagram at grindingstoneaz. Um, my email is jlflynn4 at gmail.com. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, you can, uh, you can just direct message me or email me and I'll, I'll get right back to you. I mean, I monitor the stuff daily and, and, uh, you know, I, I feel a lot of questions already, but I, you know, like I said, if there, you get, you know, questions about tires or, I mean, just anything at all, uh, anything and everything, I just let me know. You know so. Great. Well, really appreciate both of you guys coming on and hopefully yeah. this will help get some more people to the race and be seeing you in, uh, in the March. Awesome. Look forward to it. Thank you very much for having us today. Yeah, thank Thanks, you. Josh. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Okay.